I'm Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. Did you know that New Jersey has the largest gun ban ever in United States history? That is correct. No exaggeration. This is absolute insanity. And I'm going to explain to you how this is. New Jersey passed what is called the no serial number. This is at least that's how we're referring to it. The no serial number gun ban. Now, this no serial number gun ban was passed in a package of, uh, you know, half a, a dozen or more bills by Murphy and the Democrats in Jersey, and these all these anti-gun laws, and they they, they targeted uh, what were uh, you know, what they call ghost guns. Ooh, ghost guns. Now, we all know that all a ghost gun is is a homemade firearm, and that's nothing to be afraid of, and Americans have been making their own guns since before our country was even a country. But there's this anti-gun propaganda push, come up with the scary pejorative term, you know, ghost gun, and then pass every kind of law you can think of to go after this and they are often done with broad, huge strokes, swaths of guns being banned, and that's exactly what happened here. Because in this package where they went after uh, homemade guns, making guns, manufacturing guns, 3D printed guns, went after you know CNC guns, 80 percenters, all that stuff, banned, 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 serious, serious penalties, one of the other add-ons was the gun with no serial number. Gun with no serial number. And the problem is how they defined exactly what that gun is with no serial number. Because what New Jersey ended up doing was prohibiting the possession, the sale, the transport, the manufacture, even the disposition, disposing of, can't even get rid of a gun with no serial number. And they defined this as two parts. So for a firearm to be lawful in New Jersey, it must have these two elements. It must have, it must be imprinted with a serial number and the serial number must be registered with a federally licensed manufacturer. So it must be both of those things to be a lawful, not prohibited, no serial number gun in New Jersey. And the problem is that there's no grandfathering, no exceptions, no exclusions, any gun that doesn't meet this criteria became banned and is contraband to possess. And if you possess such a gun, you're looking at five years in state's prison as a maximum punishment. If you transport the firearm, if you manufacture such a firearm, if you 
sell a firearm, or if you dispose of this firearm, that's a second-degree crime, and you're looking at up to 10 years in state's prison for doing that. And the definition of firearm itself in Jersey is quite broad. It's not what normally is associated with something being a firearm. New Jersey's definition of firearm includes uh, BB guns and air guns. It includes black powder firearms. It includes basically uh, all these, quote, guns that shoot, and it doesn't have to be modern cartridge firearms. So, for a firearm to be lawful in Jersey, it must have it must be imprinted with a serial number and be registered with a federally licensed manufacturer. So that serial number had to come from a federally licensed manufacturer. And here's where the problems come in big time. First of all, there's no exemption for pre-1968 rifles, shotguns, handguns that don't have serial numbers. And prior to 1968, there was no federal law that required serial numbers on firearms. Remember, the, the reason for a serial number originally was to be a theft deterrent so that you could identify your firearm by serial number to help curtail theft. And that's why the laws that existed were to stop defacing firearms. That's where you remove a serial number that's already been put on a gun. This was all about anti-theft. And, and, and this was hijacked by the anti-gunners so that the use of a serial number would be for registration of guns and for eventual confiscation of guns. And that's how serial numbers are currently being used and abused. So here we have a situation where the pre-68, what are called NSN, no serial number guns, are contraband in New Jersey. There are literally millions of these firearms that never had a serial number in the first place. They're perfectly lawful. They were even sold by major companies. And they're an item that even FFLs, whenever they would encounter a gun, they would write on their inventory tag, NSN, meant no serial number, and that's fine. But it's not fine anymore in New Jersey. All those pre-68 guns with no serial numbers now fall under this egregious law. But it doesn't end there. And that's because all modern, even post-68, Rifles, shotguns, pistols, and revolvers with serial numbers, but not with a serial number that's registered with a federally licensed manufacturer, the second leg of this definition. This means that many uncountable numbers of foreign-made firearms, military firearms, surplus firearms, imported rifles, shotguns, pistols, revolvers, any of these guns that aren't 
serialized by a federally licensed manufacturer from the United States are now prohibited in New Jersey from possession and transport and sale and manufacture and or disposal. So you can't even get rid of it. Think of how many guns are encompassed by just that factor. I mean, how many Lugers, P-38s, Mausers, Arasakas, Enfields, SKSs, Carcanos, Webleys, Norinkos, Mosins, etc. How many of them in the United States and in New Jersey that now fall under this law? It's uncountable how many. Even modern guns today that come from folks that are avid shooters of this particular brand or that particular brand, if it's an imported gun and it's not a federally licensed manufacturer, that gun's banned in Jersey. Think of how many models fit just that portion of this absurd law in New Jersey. But it doesn't end there. Because as I said, the definition of firearm includes BB guns, air guns, etc. Now, most uh, BB guns themselves, you know, they don't have serial numbers. And if your BB gun has a serial number, well, it has to be registered with that federal licensed manufacturer. And there is no requirement for a federal firearm manufacturing license to make air guns in America, to make BB guns. So that Daisy or that Crossman or that Gamo, right? Those aren't federally licensed manufacturers, firearm manufacturers. No, federal law doesn't count them as firearms. You don't get licenses for that. So basically every BB gun and air gun in New Jersey is prohibited under this insane law. Same with muzzle-loading firearms and black powder firearms. All these repros of historic guns and those great Hawkins and hunting guns that we love of the good old days of black powder that, that there's entire hunting seasons dedicated to. You have any of those guns, and they're not, A, serial numbered, and even if they are serial numbered, they're not by a federally licensed manufacturer, and there's no federal manufacturing license required to make black powder firearms. So unless the company that happened to make your black powder firearm is in fact a federally licensed manufacturer, such as maybe you have a Ruger Old Army black powder, Okay, lucky you, because that has a serial number, and Ruger is a federally licensed manufacturer. But if you have an imported Italian black powder revolver, of which there's, you know, probably millions of, you have one of those, oh, that's no good in Jersey. That's considered a no serial number gun. Just think about how many muzzle loaders are out there. CBA, were they, did they make actual firearms? No, they made black powder firearms. Did they have to have a federal license? No, they didn't. So what about your CBA? What about, you know, now if you happen to have a Thompson Center, well, they were a federally licensed fire manufacturer because they made cartridge firearms as well as their famous 
Hawken and other black powder rifles. So there it would be covered, but not on these others. Think how many muzzle loaders and black powder guns are covered. Plus antique firearms, bona fide antiques. Many of them are black powder. Many of them are obsolete makers that never had a federal license of any sort. They were in existence and went out of business prior to any type of federal licensing on manufacture. All those antique guns are prohibited now as no serial number firearms because there's no distinction. They're a firearm under New Jersey law. So this law, this absurd law, is turning uncountable numbers of New Jersey citizens, honest, law-abiding citizens, into potential felons facing New Jersey's typical uh, draconian and outrageous penalties for technical violations of the law, as New Jersey is famous for. And to think about how many guns here are covered, it is the Largest gun ban that I am aware of in United States history. If you think of how many guns have come under this law. This is law as we speak. This is law on the books. If you want to read the actual law, I'll give you the statute. It's NJS 2C 39-3 subsection N. That's on the possession prohibitions. And NJS 2C 39-9K, which is the other prohibitions that are at a second degree level, the even more severe. And you can see in the 39-9 law, that's where you'll also find all the other ghost gun prohibitions and 3D printer and all that kind of stuff all thrown in there. This is what our ignorant legislators uh, do. And if I call them ignorant, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt here that this is just done out of their sheer ignorance. And I'm not positive of that, by the way. This could very well be absolutely intentional as a way to backdoor and get in this massive gun ban so that they can confiscate and turn law-abiding citizens into criminals and disenfranchise them of their Second Amendment rights. I mean, this is what Jersey does all the time. Why, why should this be different? This is a very, very serious problem. You can read the law yourself. You can go to my website, evannappin.com. I have an article there where I explain all this in detail right on my website. If you want to know more about no serial number guns and really get a understanding of it, you can go and uh, I'll shamelessly plug my new book, New Jersey Gun Law, the 25th Anniversary Edition. Get the 25th Anniversary Edition. I have a whole chapter explaining what I'm telling you here. These are the kind of traps that are out there for New Jersey citizens, but it, it doesn't end there because even when citizens try to find out what the law is and they go to the authorities themselves, the authorities themselves don't even know what they're talking about, unfortunately. And I'm going to give you an example of this very thing, because this is also part of the problem. And when we come back, 
you'll hear a conversation from a listener who recorded their conversation with the New Jersey State Police, and I think you'll find it pretty fascinating. See you in a few. For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law. A bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hey, welcome back to Gun Lawyer. This is Evan Knappen, and I love my listeners, and I so appreciate that you folks are out there, and uh, what I'm going to play for you very shortly comes from a dedicated listener, and you know we're all in this together, and we got to protect each other, and this is really the voice, and I really feel privileged to be able to talk to all of you and uh, let your friends know, and I'm very happy with the sponsors of my show, I greatly appreciate. And as many of you know, we have the State Association, the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs. They are the number one gun rights organization in New Jersey. They are the NRA affiliate officially in New Jersey. They have a full-time paid lobbyist in Trenton fighting all these outrageous laws. They're in the courts litigating, doing excellent work litigating on these very issues, and I'm sure, uh, based on my conversations with folks there, action's gonna be taken on this very topic. And uh, they're not ignoring this. And you can see all the battles that we have to fight. And you need to be a part of the solution. You need to be a part of your association, your state association. You see, the Association of Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs is an umbrella organization of all gun clubs in New, in New Jersey. So they unite in one united place under the banner of the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs. And you can then become a member as an individual member. And that way you're doing your part. You're going to get alerts about these changes, these threats, be kept on top of what the action is, what's going on in Trenton, the litigation. Plus you get the finest gun rights newsletter in New Jersey that'll be sent right to your door. So make sure you join the State Association and check them out at anjrpc.org and join and be a proud member of the State Association. 
Our other sponsor, who I'm also just as proud to have on board, is We Shoot. We Shoot is a premier gun range. They're an indoor gun range in Lakewood, which is a fantastic location for a gun range right there. Easy access from Ocean County, Monmouth County, etc. And it's an excellent facility, really state-of-the-art. And We Shoot, and I really become friendly with these folks and I love their operation and you know they're really more than just a company they're more than just a business looking to make money no they are dedicated to our cause which is one of the reasons they're a sponsor of this show they believe in what you believe in what I believe in what what we are all fighting for and it's a community there really and and they have built this community around certain principles like responsible gun ownership they have an extremely friendly five-star customer service. They provide amazing and safe shooting experience for everyone. And if you're a supporter of Second Amendment rights, and I know you must be if you're listening to this, they're the, that's the place to go. At the heart of We Shoot, of course, is their team. And I've had the pleasure to meet and know all these great folks. They're super friendly and knowledgeable. And today, as we've been talking about different team members, I want to talk about one of their uh, great core team members, and that is their daytime manager, Bill Bradshaw. Now, Bill's a seasoned expert with a career spanning 15 years in the firearms industry. He is just obsessed with providing great customer service. He has a wealth of knowledge, a passion for teaching, such a warm personality, He's really a standout figure at We Shoot. And by the way, Bill is USCCA certified fire instructor, NRA certified pistol instructor. He offers uh, private two hour and one hour lessons, and he's able to get you ready to uh, get that NJCCW, the NJ permit to carry class that you need. So look, folks, go to We Shoot. They have a vast selection of firearms there. You can enjoy their 12-port indoor range and get to say hello to Bill. Remember at We Shoot, you are not just a customer there. You're part of the We Shoot family, and We Shoot is offering this Sunday, May 28th, they're offering all retired and active members of the U.S. Armed Forces a free range pass and a free gun rental. Free, both. So look, you're uh, saying to yourself, hey, it's Sunday, what should I do? You know, it's a it's a, a Memorial Day weekend here, Sunday, May 28th, and you're thinking, what's a good thing? Well, look, if you're retired or active military, you can go to We Shoot and get a free range pass and a free rental. Doesn't get any better than that. So check out We Shoot at WeShootUSA.com. They have a beautiful website, and you can be part of that We Shoot community. So one of my listeners here who's really a uh, an advocate as well, given the dedication that he has and sharing what he's willing to share, he wrote a letter, his name's Robert, he wrote a letter, and we've actually talked about Robert before here on this very issue, 
But he sent a letter to the Attorney General. He sent it back in March, by the way, wanting to know about what to do about his pre-1968 no-serial number firearm. And what he had is a 12-gauge shotgun that was purchased in 1956 by his father, right after his father's 18th birthday. And this firearm, as you know, was manufactured pre-68, and it wasn't required to have a serial number on it. And now the problem is, what should he do? He has this gun. It's a pre-68. The idiotic no-serial number gun law has no exemption for pre-68. Here's a family heirloom passed down, father to son, and he writes the attorney general wanting to know what he should do. He has proofs of the purchase, my friends, from, from Sears and Roebuck, from October 10th, 1956, the original receipt for this gun. And it was $48.88 and 33 cents for shipping. You believe it. In 1956, even photos of his dad with the shotgun. And now New Jersey is turning him into a potential felon. It is outrageous. So he wanted to know what can he do about this heirloom because is the law really this absurd, this stupid? And I'm going to tell you right now, yes, the law is this absurd and this stupid. And here's the problem. He ended up going down the chain of the attorney general, turning it down, down, down. And finally, it ends up at firearms division there in the state police. The fellow that he speaks to there is trying to advise him. Now, let me just be honest. This, this fellow is trying to be, this state trooper, this uh, detective is trying to be a good guy. And I get that. And, and the state police always try to be of assistance. They try to, you know, do their best. And I, and I understand that. And, I, and we appreciate that they do that. But unfortunately, what was being told him was not correct. I've explained to you, you know, just a few moments ago, I explained to you what this law says, how it works, what's prohibited. But why don't you take a listen to the advice that was given by the New Jersey State Police to Bobby with regard to his situation. And I think you'll find that this is unfortunately something that is systemically wrong with New Jersey's gun laws, because even those that are in charge of trying to fairly administer these laws don't understand these laws. The legislators that pass them, giving them the benefit of the doubt, they don't understand even what they're passing. They don't want to listen to the gun folks like the folks like you and me that do understand it. They just want to do their thing and jam it down our throats. And this is where we end up. So take a listen to this conversation, and you see what you think. Mr. Producer, could you play the clip, please? Bob, are you speaking? Hey, Rob, this is uh, Detective Walker from the State Police Firearms. Hey, thanks. I appreciate you getting back to me, Detective. I was yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'm just calling to the, in reference to the, uh, the letter you sent to uh, the uh, Office of the Attorney General in regard right. to uh, your, uh, what is it, a shotgun? Yeah, it's a shotgun that uh, my father bought in 1956. 
no no serial number yeah so um a lot of um a lot of those um firearms that were uh manufactured back then don't have serial numbers right um so like what uh where would you be like using this like like shooting plays and stuff or like bring it to the range exactly shooting yeah. plays primarily as long as um as long as you're transporting it properly you're not going to have any issues um with something like that um that the statute that you're like referring to mm -hmm. is like <laughs> that's for I'm trying to read through here where where I read before um you're doing it like intentionally like you're not you know you can't put a serial number on that gun you know so like, right. you know if you were to get pulled over you know you, you you're not going to obviously have it in the passenger compartment of your vehicle you're going to have it of course not. yeah in a case you know or or yep. ammunition separate and all that so yeah like any, I I understand like your concern because yeah, like it's a first degree crime. You know, that being a first degree crime is like you're knowingly doing it. You're doing it because you're planning on selling it or you you know using it somewhere else or you know something like that. Okay. Um, so I was just concerned because it, it said that it, it's not permissible to transport it, sell it, destroy it, or uh, ship it, and I'd certainly be transporting it. So you're saying that that's not a violation of the law. No. Okay. Do you have a uh, Do you have a firearms ID card? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, you're fine then. Okay. Um, you, could, you inherited it, so yeah, you're. It's uh, you know, it actually technically doesn't even have to be registered. It. it uh, no, I, it was, a certificate of eligibility. Yeah. I I actually didn't inherit. My mother inherited it. And she transferred it to me through a certificate of eligibility. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. You you covered all your bases then. Um, but yeah, as long as you were transferred correctly and, and all that information, if you would like me to send it to you, I can send it to you. Um, oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. If I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll, I, yeah. Always it's, good to have something in writing that says, "Hey, here's what what I'm relying absolutely, on." Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, if if you're just taking it to the range or to a spot where you're shooting plays and stuff, yeah. Like you have nothing to worry about. Um, okay. There's yeah. You're not using it. You're not doing using it for anything malicious. You're not trying to sell it or anything like that. Right. Like legally sell it. You know, you could sell it, but you know, obviously you go through a. Uh, FFL for that, right, right. Yeah, FFL exactly. Yeah, so yeah, I I understand where you're concerned, especially you know you says they're guilty of first degree crime, but yeah, you, you that's pretty serious, it. you know. Oh, it's it's really serious. Even even eighteen months is a long time. I don't want, certainly don't want to get fifteen to twenty years, but absolutely, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, like right. I know it says here, um, you know, use it for shooting both in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Just to, right. just make sure, like, if you're going into PA, you're abiding by their their laws obviously yeah. we don't uh we don't deal with their laws sure um but yeah I'll, I'll send you over that uh that little tidbit from our our faq about uh about uh transporting like long arms and you should okay. you're good to go okay detective right. i appreciate your help thank you so much yeah no problem sir anytime all right bye now you have a good one you too so there you see i mean the detective is trying to be a good guy he's trying to use common sense, obviously, and being rational. But unfortunately, he doesn't get the law right. And there is a prohibition on possession as well, even possession, under 39.3n. And additionally, um, it is even understood by him that there are plenty of these guns out there with no serial numbers. So the state, they recognize that these guns are out there, but it's not uh, exempted in any way. And even if you transport pursuant to the 
exemptions for transport, if you transport pursuant to what are on the state police FAQ guidelines, they do not exempt you for guns that fall under the no serial number gun ban. It actually isn't covered at all. And whether or not there's intentional uh, possession, intentional serializing of unserialized guns or any of that, None of that is really of any moment in terms of the simple two-part definition that is met by all these pre-68 guns. And so uh, this, this offense isn't based upon whether one has malicious intent or not. Now, I understand that this trooper would be a reasonable guy, this detective, and he is using common sense, like I said, it's trying to do the right thing, and I appreciate it. But this really shows you the problem. New Jersey gun laws are not only not understood by citizens, they're not even understood by those that are supposed to be advising citizens so they can understand it. And again, I don't blame them because these laws are so absurd and so ridiculous. They create a trap, and then at some point, some law-abiding citizen ends up becoming that test case. They end up becoming the one prosecuted by some zealous prosecutor despite the best intentions by the state police to give guidance or by the law-abiding citizen trying to do the right thing because the laws themselves are terrible and they are unjust and they are written in a fashion that it becomes an impossibility to abide by them, even though we as law-abiding citizens would do our best to abide by them, laws like this make it an impossibility to do so. Here with this law, you can't possess a gun and you can't dispose of the gun. You can't transport it. You can't sell it. Even if you were to, quote, voluntarily surrender the gun, where there is a provision that allows for so-called voluntary surrender, it has to go to the police station. How do you get it there without transporting it there? And that's what you're required to do. But they don't exempt you or give you immunity even for that. So this is ridiculous in New Jersey. And by the way, the forfeiture willy-nilly of family heirlooms, even if that's a solution, it's an outrage. Because this man's shotgun, purchased by his dad in 1956, that he treasures, that he treasures as part of his inheritance, part of his family tradition, is now turned into contraband by these ignorant, stupid gun laws. We've got to fight them. You've got to stay vigilant. You've got to be wary. You've got to know what you're dealing with in New Jersey. Make sure you do. This is the mission of Gun Lawyer. As we make advances here, we're going to let you know if uh, things can change or if we get any kind of uh, uh, 
new information about how this is going to be treated. But until then, this is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.